Hey folks, welcome back to the DC Freecast. My name is Brian, and I'm here with a special bonus episode. I am about to chat with Philip Kennedy Johnson, who is the writer of Superman and Action Comics in Infinite Frontier, as well as the recently wrapped up Future State Superman Worlds of War. Um, Philip and I talk about what people can expect from the series, the difference between his action comics and his Superman, and most importantly, uh, to me actually, because as, as a fanboy, uh, his Superman House of L one shot from Future State. And so I began by asking him sort of what he felt was the inspiration behind that, sort of where the kernel of the idea for House of L began. When I heard that we had an opportunity to tell a story of the um, of the Superman line a thousand years in the future, my my first thought was um, Arthurian legend. Um, that was just I, I've um, I've read a lot of that over the years. I've I've studied it almost like an academic would. Um, I really really love those stories, and um, I wanted to tell since we have. Um, we only have, I mean, we have a lot of pages. We had a good sized one shot to tell the story in. There's still just a one shot, and I, um, <laughs> I really embraced the, uh, the, the writing advice of, um, you know, get in late and get out early, like show the important part of the story. And I, I wanted to show, <clears throat> um, like the Superman equivalent of the Battle of Camelon, which is the, the battle where. More, uh, Mordred and Arthur met and Camelot fell. You know, I, I wanted to show the, the Superman equivalent of that. Um, so everything I did for the story after that point kind of went towards that idea. I basically kind of reinterpreted King Arthur as a Superman story, or re, re, reinterpreted the Battle of Camelot as a Superman story. So we've got the, um, we, we get the sense that the House of El has been on the rise for centuries and has you've seen this this glorious golden age of heroism and truth and justice and <clears throat> we're seeing the end where all you know presumably comes crashing down and um that's why i added the iambic pentameter to make it feel like an old arthurian like an epic poem you know like beowulf or something um many of the, the plot devices that we used Things like the, the way that I don't want to give the spoilers necessarily, but like the um, the um, for the readers, I mean, um, the stuff, that, the developments regarding Superman and and Red King themselves. A lot of that came from Arthurian legend, and I just wanted to make it feel like the end, end of this big epic tale, you know? Yeah, I think what what struck me so much when reading it is, you know, a lot of times you're reading a story and. There's obviously implied backstory, but a lot of times implied backstory seems like all you really need. As I'm reading this, I was just thinking like, shit, man, I want to know more about every one of these characters. Was there one character for oh, you thanks, that really man. that really stood out as like, I wish I had 12 mm-hmm. issues with this guy or this girl? Um, Honestly, I, I really I fell in love with all of them that way. Like, I, I would love to tell more. They all have their backstories. Um um, people have been asking me on on Twitter and such all morning, like, so what? You know, where does this character come from? How's the marriage between uh, between Allura and Connell work? And like, which one of them is like, are they are they brother and sister? Are they like, which one of them is from the L line and stuff like that? I um, and there's 
there's a lot, there's long answers to every question that I can't get into because honestly, I'm, I'm hopeful we can do more of, uh, in this world with these characters. So I'm not I'm trying to give away everything, but, um, but yeah, every one of these characters, like, I mean, there's a, there's a full like family tree that I made up that literally covers a thousand years of, of history. Like what, you know, what happened to Superman, um, throughout his long life, uh, in the genealogy and all that. And, um, if I had the gun to my head, you know, the, the the one character that I would love to do more, if I had to pick one, I guess I would say Brandon. It, it really broke my heart how that went down with Brandon. And I love the idea of the, uh, the Kent descendant who has kind of done his time as a superhero and he doesn't have any, he just does not need the, the pageantry of the, the costume and the, the symbols and all that like everyone else does. He just He just wears his... He's, he sees himself as a farmer. He's done his, like the hero in Ein Helden Laban, he's done, he's done his works of war. Now he's doing his works of peace. And he's, um, he's just a guy who wears jeans and a shirt and he's, he's kind of over it. You know, I really love that character. Um, I love that idea. He identifies primarily as a father in that story. And um, yeah, I, I really love Brandon. So I want to talk about your upcoming Superman run a little bit here. Uh, I have been reading Superman comics since the late '80s, and there's there are so many iconic runs, and frankly, so many less than iconic runs that have happened in the Superman books since I've been reading. But you know, what what are uh, what's one or two of the runs that you that have happened in the past that you're sort of seeing as touchstones for this, whether it's in terms of like tone or characters or, or whatever. Um, if I had to choose one story, I had a, um, I had this anthology, um, Superman 400 from the eighties. That was an, a hugely important book to me. Uh, even then I didn't, I, I didn't understand what I was reading at the time. It's this unbelievable all-star cast of creators on that book. Like the, all the greatest living creators at that time <laughs> were, were involved in that book. Even some of them just did ups, but, um, just an, an collection of visions of Superman in the future. That was the theme that tied the whole thing together. Um, there was this amazing, like, narrated thing at the end with Storanko, I think. God, it was just, I don't know, it was just an, an amazing thing. Um, and it just kind of made me see Superman in a much bigger, longer context, like how, you know, how long his life could be and how, how long his legacy could be. Um, as far as creators, um, it's hard to beat all-star Superman for me. The, the Grant Morrison, Frank Quietly run is just outstanding. I, I really love the way Superman is portrayed in that story. The way, way the, um, that Christopher Reeve inherent goodness is captured in that character and that version of the character. I love it. It's just just nails it. And, and, you know, Grant, of course, in his usual way also captures the, just the over the top, larger than life, um, sci-fi concepts also, um, in the storytelling. Um, it just sums it early as Superman is for me. I love that run. Um, I also really love Mark, Mark Wade's voice on the Superman character, the way he was portrayed in Birthright and in Kingdom Come. Not every, I don't love every decision that Superman makes in the, in the in Kingdom Come necessarily, but I love that there are these very iconic Superman moments in that book, and I, I love how he's portrayed and how the world sees him in that book. 
Yeah, you know, oh, God. Uh, it's funny. Getting a big one. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> That's all right. No, it's funny that you mentioned Mark Wade because you know I, I've read all of your uh, all the future state <laughs> Superman stuff, and I actually today got a chance to read the Infinite Frontier Zero one shot. So I I read a little bit of what you were doing there, and I actually got some pretty serious Mark Wade vibes off of some of that stuff. Uh, specifically, I feel like oh, Mark. Good. I, I feel like Mark has a really just keen, like tuned in sense of who. Clark Kent is and yeah, specifically who Kent is in relation to Superman. Like I know that sounds odd to separate them, but I think that ultimately Clark Kent is the Clark Kent is who he really is inside in in such a real way in Mark Wade's comics. Like you you tend to see the you tend to see the Kansas in Mark Wade's comics, right? And I kind of felt the same way uh when I was reading your stuff, but I wanted to know how you know, if, if Kansas is what's inside Clark, what do you think's inside Jonathan? What is the what is the core of Jonathan's character? Because I know he's going to play a big role in your upcoming run. Honestly, I think John is is kind of unmoored um, as far as um, where he's where he where is home to him. Uh, you know, you know where or who is home to him because of the way he's been jerked around throughout his his crazy life so far. Um, he his true north is his parents, really, um, and they've been amazing parents uh, as as much as they can be. But he does not have like a safe space. I mean, even even Clark, I mean, as we get into in the Infinite Frontier short. Um, John, like at least, I mean, Clark, yeah, he lost his place where he was born, but he, you know, he came here, he had a family, loved them, and he chose, he chose Earth to like our Earth to protect. Um, John has been all over the place. Um, he kind of, he had this, you know, this farm where he, he kind of grew up, but then he was, but then every suddenly everything blew up, and uh, I shouldn't use those words, uh, then everything was, um, you know, everything changed for him so suddenly at, at that tender age, and then he was in the future, and, that, and he was, you know, he went through that crap with his grandpa, and it was all these things. Just he's been all over the place, and he doesn't have, um, he didn't have the, the luxury of growing up safe and secure the way his dad did. Um, so, psychologically speaking, John's in kind of a tricky place. Um, I see him as kind of unmoored and still kind of searching for for um for his Kansas, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting way to put it. That's not, that's, that's not, yeah, that's, that's how that's how I see John. Like John's kind of on the on the on the lookout. And even especially now with the the fact that he can just kind of jump back and forth between the thirty first century and here, um that would just be such a wild experience. I mean those two places must be so different. And uh, yeah, I can't imagine what that would be like. So he's, yeah, he's he's definitely still looking for his Kansas, in my opinion. Now, um, you know, Gotham City gets uh, all the spotlight in terms of uh, supporting characters, but I love the Metropolis supporting characters. Specifically, I'm a huge fan of Bibbo, and I know you've mentioned Bibbo as a character you may do some work with. So talk to me about Metropolis. What What do you see the role of Metropolis in your run is, and is there... Is there a way to impart sort of the tone of Metropolis into the books the way that Gotham is so intrinsically a part of the Bat books? 
Honestly, I um, well, first I'll start by I really love Bippo. I love that character. Um, he's probably my favorite of the Metropolis crew, honestly. Um, Same. Um, unfortunately, the story well, not unfortunately, the, the stories that we're um, that we're doing going forward, uh, at least in, in the very near future here, are um, so huge in scope that. Metropolis is not going to be quite as central as it's been most recently. And one, uh, one thing I did like about the Bendis run very much was how, um, how much it did focus on the supporting cast and how, how much we see the daily planet and, um, we, how, how clear a voice was established for all the supporting cast. Um, but now, um, for the, for the near future, we're going to be putting the super and Superman and the, or showing the super, side of Superman and showing showing him on uh, like a universal scale rather than uh, in in his stomping ground metropolis. Um, we're going to be seeing him on other worlds, um, thinking about things in a much bigger bigger way. So there will not be as um, as much time to devote to his supporting cast in Metropolis for a, for a bit, but. Um, Honestly, and I, I don't know, you know, what the future holds, but I would love to be writing Superman for a very long time. And I do have a, a very clear idea for what I would like to do in Metropolis, you know, um, in, the, in the future. Um, it just depends on how long I'm on the book. But the, the stories that I'm, I'm doing right now, we're, we're building up to this massive event, uh, Superman event, that's going to be a big deal. Um, not just to Earth, but to the, to the, the multiverse. Um, so characters like Bibbo and Jimmy, although we'll, we'll, we'll be seeing them in backup stories, we'll still be we'll be seeing them in backup stories, and, and my run will also be checking in with Metropolis to show what's happening back home and how it ties in with what's happening elsewhere. But um, if I have more time to devote to the Superman books, I'll definitely be be hitting Metropolis after the, the event is over. So I know that. Um... You know, you did the House of L one shot with Scott Godlewski, who was also going to be your partner on Superman. Uh, what is it about Scott's art that you feel? Because I think Scott's a great fit for the Super Books. What have you seen so far from Scott's art that has you really excited about the visuals of the upcoming run? Um, for me, I um, dynamism is a huge thing for me. Uh, but something I really love seeing. Um, and comic art, I just, just uh, that uh, that knack for showing for um, making things look like they're always in motion is something that I think is really important in comics. Um, and Scott has that in spades. I mean, every page, everything looks like it's in motion. Everything looks so fluid and beautiful. And not just the action scenes, but even in the personal moments, you can see everything looks so just so. That will get me drawn. It looks like you, you can you can see the motion on the page and all these static images. It's just amazing work. That's to me that is the that's the that's the um, probably the defining characteristic of his art for me. Like the thing that stands out about his work the most. Mm -hmm. um, I think House of Bell was probably the best book he ever did. I mean, has done so far. And now I'm also. Um, um, the things I'm getting in now, he's also getting to explore his um, his world building chops visually, and he's crushing it as always. That that's great to hear. I can't wait to check that out. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Worlds at War a little bit. The Future State 
uh, two-parter that I know will be somewhat influencing the uh, the ongoings as well. I, I just mean like you know, um, it, it it seems to me like a lot of the Superman and Mongol stories can can be these sort of knockdown drag out you know slobber knockers, just these two monoliths hitting each other. And reading Worlds at War, it wasn't that at all. You you added a lot of nuance and a lot of personality and character moments in there. So is there a challenge in finding those, to, in finding for the reader something to latch onto emotionally and not just, you know, looking at the physical battle there? I think it's super important not to just, not to have these stories be like purely action and with, with, no, with no reason to care, I guess. I mean, it's um, that's sometimes a challenge, like a not a challenge. Sometimes that's the the risk of, of doing a book that's so action heavy that um, that you just focus on that. And kind of my um, I think the one aspect of writing Superman that I try to keep foremost in my mind is that the powers should never be the point. And that the powers are only there to illustrate how selfless and incorruptible he is. Um, that he's been given this amazing power, but with it, he, I mean, he, he always does the right thing. He's never tempted to misuse it. Um, so I, uh, I think the subtext, I mean, in any story that I write, subtext is very important to me. Um, I'm trying to, I tell, I try to tell stories that matter deeply to me and I just kind of dress them up in, in genre trappings to make them much more exciting and, and larger than life. But I'm always trying to tell stories that matter to me underneath all that. And Worlds of War was um, uh, an opportunity for me to... Sorry, I want to give you a decent quote here. Uh, Worlds of War was an opportunity to, um, to really kick the tires on who who Superman is and um, God, I'm trying to think of a good way to say this. Opportunity to really explore the the nature of who Superman is and um, you know, I, I wanted to show people the version of Superman that I see in my head. Like as, as you said, there have been all these different portrayals of him in the books. And I have such a clear vision in my mind of who Superman is as a, as a person. And I really wanted to show that in this book. Um, Mongol kind of represents this, this, you know, kind of a gun to the head of, you know, if you don't kill, you will die. Like this is, this is absolutely, you have no choice but to kill these people. And he still won't. You know, that's what Mongol represented in, in this particular story. Um, going forward, I'm going to be trying to show Mongol, I'm trying to make Mongol a much more complicated character and not quite as one-dimensional as we've seen him. He'll, he'll, he's just as threatening as he ever was, but I want to see, I want to show more of the, the culture of War World. I want to show more of... Um, more of what we have an opportunity now to make Mongol, in my view, more interesting because he's, you know, this is a Mongol we've never seen before. The fact that this is actually the son of the classic Mongol that we've kind of grown up with, and um, he's different than his father was, and I'm very much looking forward to showing that. 
So uh, I want to, you know, kind of close up here talking about what you see as the differences between your Superman story and your Ashen Comics story. You know, you you like like Brian Bendis before you and a few other writers have done over time are writing, you know, both of these Superman stories. And I'm sure there will be some crossover there. But, uh, you know, for folks out there who aren't sure what to expect from these books, sort of what do you see as the, you know, the elevator pitch of each of those two titles? And then, you know, um, maybe if you can give us a little sort of, uh, you know, maybe a, a description or a, a, uh, a, a tease of something that's coming in those books. Sure. Um, the Superman series, sorry, the action comic series is going to be very Clark centric. It's going to be like his, his journey, like his, uh, very Clark centric, uh, adventure coming up. Um, and we'll see his supporting cast in that story, but, um, at least for a while, but it's very much about him and his perspective. The, the Superman series is going to be, it's going to focus on Superman and John together, like their, their relationship and an adventure that they go on together. Um, that's the big difference. Um, action is all about, is all about Clark and Superman is about, um, the father son pair, you know, mm-hmm. um, we're going to see one of them takes place um, primarily on Earth for a while. The other one takes place almost entirely off-world. And um, anytime I take a story off-world, I, I don't, I don't want to see people that look like us, sound like us, doing things that we would do. Like I really try to, um, you know, we whenever we show a new a new place, I want to blow people's minds. So we're we're trying to do that here. Um, hopefully, hopefully people will have their minds blown in, in both series, but in, in the, especially in the, the Superman title um, in the, the first few issues, you're going to see a, another world that uh, we're going to see another an untold chapter of Superman's past. Um, and there's going to be a lot of the world building people have come to expect from me from uh, The Last God and other books. Mm-hmm. I, I did want to talk about well, action last... comics. And, and Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you, you finish, please. Uh, while action comics is um, will start out more on Earth, it's it's the that's the series that's going to be building up to this, you know, hugely epic run that will also um, take Superman, you know, ultimately off world to another to another world. Mm-hmm. I I did want to sort of close out here talking about the Last God and how you know it, it's a series that has spun from you know. I, at least when I read the first issue of The Last God, I thought, oh, okay, there, there's there's so much world to explore here. And then you've really doubled down on that by by expanding so much. And, you know, now there's the, the RPG and there's this there's this sort of uh, <laughs> world outside the comic, right, that is, that is growing. If you could do something similar for Superman, what would you want – what would you want your sort of Superman expansion pack to be? Oh, man. Um, honestly, we're kind of doing that. I, um, the, the, uh, the privilege of doing a licensed character like this is that you get to go through their entire backstory and just explore everything that they've, that they've seen and been and done. And then you kind of ask yourself, who is this character? Like having read all that, you ask yourself, who is this character to me? Like, who, 
what is the um, what is their voice as I perceive it? Where are the parts in the lore that make him the best? And what are the what are the thin, where are the thin places? Like where are the where are the places where where um, we could maybe um, add add more to the to the mythology? And um, that's what we're doing here. But there's a there's a place here where I, there's a an aspect of Superman's mythology that I think is is great, but could but stands to potentially be really great. And that's where we're that's where we're fleshing it out here now. Um, I mean, there's an actual genealogy that where like everything that happens in for the next thousand years. <laughs> I would love to get into that. I love. I guess that's a pretty fair answer. Thanks for listening, folks. You can find Philip on Twitter at Philip K. Johnson. You can find me on Twitter at Brian Zanab. And we'll be back next week with a review of Infinite Frontier number zero and much, much more. Take care.